The question I'm posing in this session of Look at the Book is, how does Christian transformation into the image of Jesus relate to Christian freedom? Uh, how, and how does the, the work of Jesus and the work of the Holy Spirit, who are identified amazingly in this text, relate to that um, relationship between transformation and freedom? And the way I think you handle a text like this is just staring a long time at the pieces, turning them over and over again and asking how they relate. To me, it is very much like a jigsaw puzzle. This is the best analogy I could think of. Suppose you've been working on a jigsaw puzzle, several chapters of the Bible, or you've got a 500-page jigsaw puzzle spread out on the card table, and you've got it down to about uh, a hole in the middle with 10 pieces, it might take you an hour to, to figure out where those 10 pieces fit. And the way you do it is you, you pick one up and you turn it, and you try to fit it here, and you turn it and try to fit it there, no. And then you look at the colors. So that, that's the way it is. That's the way you read your Bible. So, Father, as we turn the pieces now and try to see how this works, especially in relation to uh, the glorious reality of Christian freedom and conformity to Jesus, guide us. Help us not to spin our wheels as we try to make progress in putting the pieces together. I pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. So he's been working in this chapter on uh, the relationship between the Old Covenant and the New Covenant and the fact that uh, when the Jewish people without uh, regeneration looked at the Old Covenant. It was like a veil over their eyes. So we pick it up here in verse 15. Yes, to this day, whenever Moses is read, a veil lies over their hearts. So when the, when the law is read, a veil lies over the hearts so that they're not going to see the true glory of the Lord in what's being read. But when one turns to the Lord, the veil is removed. And you see, you see the glory of the Lord. Now the Lord is the Spirit, and where the Spirit of the Lord is, there is freedom. Okay, so he, he identifies the Lord and the Spirit. They're one uh, reality in some sense, one nature. This is getting at the Trinity, but what's going on here? Where the Spirit of the Lord is, there is freedom. So he's, he's interpreting what he just said about the removal of the veil in terms of freedom. <clears throat> so I'm going to suggest um, freedom to see reality is what's really there which they couldn't see. So the, the, free, the most natural interpretation of freedom here so far is a veil is removed, and now you're not in the dark, and you have freedom. If, you, if you're walking around in total darkness, and somebody hands you a light, a flashlight, you're free. You can find your way again. You won't fall off a cliff. You're, you're free to stay on the path. Everybody knows that's the kind of freedom you want when you're in the dark. And so if a veil is keeping you from seeing reality and uh, you turn to the Lord, 
and the the reality is seen because the veil is lifted, and then he just pauses and comments, now the Lord that you just saw is the Spirit, and where the Spirit of the Lord is, there is freedom. So understand what's happened here in the lifting of the veil as uh, the granting not only of sight but of freedom, the freedom to see what you need to see about reality. You're not, we're not free people if we can't see reality for what it is. That's the first step. Now verse 18, because we're going to come and see it again down here. This comes from the Lord who is the Spirit. So this, this unit has this at the end, and this unit has, has this at the end. So the, the Spirit and the Lord are affecting freedom in that direction, and the Spirit and the Lord are affecting freedom this way. Let's read verse 18. Make it a little clearer here. And we all with unveiled face, so now the, the veil is removed, and that refers to all of us now because the Spirit is doing this for us with unveiled face, are now beholding, this is what we couldn't see, the glory of the Lord. And we're going to know that down here in verses 4, or chapter 4, 4 through 6, is the glory of Christ who is the image of God or the glory of God in the face of Christ. This is beholding the glory of the Lord, Jesus, in the gospel. And beholding him, we are being transformed into the same image from one degree of glory to another. So the new thing here is that you don't just see, which you did here, the veil is removed, and now you can see, but now you, in beholding, are being changed. So, get back up here. The freedom to see is now accompanied by or added to the freedom be changed into the image of what we see. Now, why is that important? Well, it's one thing to be free to see, but what if you see lots of reality that you hadn't seen before and are in that sense more free, but what if, what if you don't like the reality? Or what if the reality is so weird, so strange, so foreign it, it, there's nothing natural in your response to it at all. And it, for that to be solved, if that is really reality, then we need to be changed. So that's what's going on here. This, this change, this transformation, comes from the Lord, who is the Spirit. So he's already said that the Lord is the Spirit, and then he add, where the Spirit of the Lord is, there's freedom. So I've got that same idea going down here. This comes from the Lord, who is the Spirit. And thus, this is a new dimension of the same freedom that he was talking about here. Let's see if we can sum it up like this. So one, um, without sharing... Just listen to me so you can read my crazy writing. Without sharing the Lord's nature, all his will is foreign to us. 
It's not natural, and we remain unfree. Unfree, right? If you, if you see the glory of the Lord and all that it implies about the way we should live, and you're not changed into the same image, then this, this remains alien. But, second alternative, if we do share the nature of the Lord, then all his will is, what we could say, natural, or we could actually say our will. And that is freedom. Isn't it? What is freedom? Freedom is being able to do what you want to do and not being punished for it or regret it in a thousand years. And so being transformed into the same image as the glory of the Lord is not just the freedom of a veil being removed or a flashlight being given or some sight being granted. It's now the the very Lord transforming us by that sight so that we're conformed to him and his will and nothing could be more free than that. So, final point, the Spirit. This is what Paul seems to be stressing. The Spirit, this comes from the Lord who is the Spirit. Where the Spirit of the Lord is, there is freedom given to interpret this. The Spirit grants, gives sight of the Lord. Sorry for how crunched this is, but bear with me. The Spirit gives the sight of the Lord, and the Spirit gives conformity to the Lord. And the miracle is, I mean, the the mystery um, of the Lord is the Spirit. How does he do it? Where shall I write this? Let's write it up here. Put it in yellow. He does it by being the brightness Of the Lord. Being. He he doesn't just, the Spirit doesn't come to us and say, hey, look over there. There's Jesus over there. I just lifted the veil. You can look over there, and I'll just stand behind you, and you look at him. That's not what he does. Paul seems to be stressing, no, no, the Lord is the Spirit. This comes from the Lord who is the Spirit. Which means that as as the Spirit lifts up the crucified and risen Christ, he's, as it were, lifting him up and radiating his glory and his light because he is the Lord. And so freedom comes from the Spirit. It comes from looking at the Lord who is the Spirit. And it's a freedom to see and it's a freedom to be changed so that we are no longer foreign from the Lord and unfree, but rather we share his will because we share his nature and that is freedom.